husbands, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And this is the portion of scripture I just kind of want to focus on this morning. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw this, that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Amen. By the help of the Lord, I'd just like to take a topic of yielding, if we just want to go before the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just... Lord, approach your throne this morning, Father. We're so thankful for just another opportunity to gather together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God. We pray over the reading of your word, Lord. We pray that, Lord, it can just come into our hearts this morning, Father. We pray that we can just be changed and, Lord, molded and grafted, Lord God, just a little bit further into your image this morning, Lord God. And I pray over the service, Lord. I pray over the, Lord, the musicians. I pray over the song leader, Lord. I pray over the, Lord, the minister, Father God. I just pray over the saints of God, Lord. I pray that the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord Jesus would be here this morning, Father God, and we can just enter into that anointing, Lord. We just leave our cares, Lord. We leave our burdens. We leave it all now outside of these doors, Lord Jesus, and we just come before you now, Father. Lord, just with an open heart, Lord God, as I'm just taking this, Lord, as you laid it upon my heart to just minister on yielding, Lord God. Take a little Sunday school portion on yielding. Help us yield this morning, Father God, further and further into your word, and Lord, just let it be in, in, into the depths of our hearts, we pray and ask these things now. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. As you take your seats this morning. Brother Branham speaks in uh, 1963 in the message, <clears throat> How Can I Overcome? He says, just like putting a little baby's arm in a sleeve hole, you see, he's just up, down, over, and everything else, see? He can't do it. Put on your coat, honey. He can't do it. Little arm is down, around. It just takes your steady hand. Oh, glad, how glad I am. I can just yield my hand to my father and say, Lord Jesus, I can't get in there. You help me. Put on the coat for me. I quit trying, and I just let him do it, see? If the little baby keeps trying, oh, I can do it, I can do it, he's just everywhere. He can't do it, and neither can you, neither can I. But if we just hold still and let him do it and just yield to him, here, Lord, here am I, just let me be nothing, amen? You put my hand in the right place, and that's the victory. That's overcoming. Yielding is overcoming, amen? The thing that you have to overcome, still in this quote, is, is yourself, your idea, your thing, and surrender yourself to him. He overcame for you. He knows the way we don't. In Noah's time, there was eight overcomers, and they went in. They were caught inside. Now look, friends, I believe that they're taping this. If it's on the television or, or pardon me, a tape, whatever you do, who's listening now? Who will listen here after the hour is late? And you do have good intentions, but be caught inside. Amen. Now, don't struggle. Not him that willeth or him that runneth, but God. 
Just let God, just yield yourself to him and walk on with a perfect, steadfast faith. What God promised, he is able to perform. Amen. So a person has the ability to has the ability to overcome if we, uh, if we practice true biblical humility and just say that, Lord, I, I know that I can't overcome without your hand in my life. Amen. We can't, we can't do anything of ourselves. We have to surrender to the hand of God to allow him to be the one who is able to, to, to uh, uh, overcome for us. Amen. He doesn't need our own abilities. Uh, Moses tried doing that, but it, it was never what God had intended. You know, the only thing that, that he needs from us is, is a complete and total surrender. And as I was reading that quote last night, and I was just thinking, how can I, how, how can I surrender totally? You know, we, we hear that ministered a lot. We hear that on tapes a lot, you know, to surrender our whole hearts and to totally surrender. But how can I possibly get to that point of, of full maturity in Christ Jesus? And I just want to take, us, take it back to just, it's all done in simplicity. It's simply trusting in his word in every aspect of your lives. Amen. What, is, what does that look like? You say, maybe, Brother Caleb, you say, just, just keep it simple, saints. It's just, it just invite him in, you know. Uh, I, you know, I'm new to, to ministry. I'm new to, to being a dad. I'm new to, there's a lot of things that I, I'm new to in my life. And the moment that I think that I've got it all figured out is the moment that God can't use me. And the same goes for our, us in our lives. The moment that we think that we've got it all figured out is the moment God can't use us because he's wanting us to surrender every aspect of our lives to him. Amen. And I find myself as often as I possibly can, you know, just at praying that prayer, Lord, just teach me. Teach me to yield further and so many times it can, be a, um, it can be a bumpy road because, you know, we have to go through trials and we have to go through these things and it's our growth. And sometimes we don't completely understand the way that, you know, that we're, that we're supposed to go. But the Lord always has a plan in mind. He always has a, a road that we must travel. Amen. Scripture says, you know, he doesn't want your strength. It's because it's in my weaknesses that he is made strong. And if, if we really want to grow, we have to really start asking ourselves the tough questions. And, you know, as, as I'm speaking on this, I, I, I'm just pointing to myself and I don't have anybody in mind except for myself. You know, I, Lord, expose the flaws in my life. There's so many things, there's so many hindrances that we have. And, you know, the big things, the devil can't get us on the big things if we're true believers and if we're born of the Spirit of God. But he gets us in those small hindrances in our lives and we have those complexes and we have those flaws and we have those habits and we have those, you know, maybe those vices in our lives that are, that are, that are the small things, you know. And so many times it's the, the Lord just needs that, that full surrender of your heart, the whole heart. He doesn't want just, you know, 90% or 95%. He wants to bring all of those things to light. Yes, how, do we, how do we let ourselves... Um, be such a, a hindrance in our own walk with Christ. Many times, you know, I hate even giving the devil all the credit in things when it comes to our trials. And a lot of times it's just ourselves. We just get in the way of ourselves. We, we have those flaws. We have those things, the complexes that come. We have the, the, uh, the hindrances, the habits, whatever it is, those small things. And we just put them in the corner and say that those things are going to be okay. You know, it's just, it's just, I'm a human. But the Lord wants to bring us into a state of full maturity. Amen. Amen. I, and I, that's the place that I want to be this morning. I want to be in a, a place of full maturity in the word of God. 
Sometimes we can just be so afraid to bring those things to light, though, because it's a difficult thing to bring, uh, to bring those small things to the Lord because it's, it's a difficult thing to face. Amen to that song, just the more that I surrender, the lighter my load, you know, the, the more that I release my cares, the more he takes control, and the more that I humble myself, the more that he lifts me up, amen, and a true humility, true biblical humility teaches us that, you know, there, those small things in our life, he wants all of it so that he can get rid of that and bring us to where we need to be. God provided a perfect sacrifice to perfect the imperfectible. Amen. We don't, we don't, we need to have the, the attitude of, of Mary, you know, where she said to be it unto me according to thy word. You know, if you look at the, the scripture there in, in the book of Luke, <clears throat> you had an, an angel that visited two individuals. You had an angel that visited Zechariah, which was a priest at the time and told her, t- told him, Hey, you know, you, your prayer has been answered. And, and you've been praying this prayer for a long time and your wife is going to, she's going to be, uh, she's going to have a baby and that baby is going to be the one that foreruns the savior. And he couldn't completely wrap his mind around it, even though he had been praying that prayer most of his life because his wife was barren. He had been praying that prayer. He was a priest of God. He knew the scriptures. He knew he had t- read about Abraham and how he did it with Sarah, but yet he didn't have that within him to say to be it unto me. He was trying to figure it out himself, amen? A lot of times we are like that. We try to figure out things ourselves when, when the Lord just needs us to say, hey, look, you're gonna, I'm going to figure it out for you. So to contrast, you know, Mary, when that angel came to Mary and said these things, which was a similar, it was a similar thing, you know, but this was even a greater, you know, the the Lord is going to come through you. And how he, she didn't ask how she just said, be it unto me, according to thy word. That's what, that's how just simply taking him at his word. You know, we don't understand how that we're going to move forward through this thing or why we're going through this trial or why this circumstance is facing us. But when we can just be like Mary and not like Zachary to say, Lord, be it unto me, whatever you have in store, and just lay those things down. Amen. In the message, uh, How Can I Overcome in 1963, Brother Branham says, Now don't struggle, not him that willeth or him that runneth, but God. Just let God, just yield yourselves to him and walk on with a perfect, satisfied faith that what God has promised, he is able to perform. Amen. Not joining one denomination or another denomination and running this or that or the other. Just trying this. Just yield yourself to God and walk with him. Peaceful, quiet, not interrupted. Just keep on walking with him. That's right. I took some notes on a service um, that I went, I was able to go to a minister's uh, or a men's meeting. I'm sorry, a men's meeting back in the minister was talking on 2 Corinthians 2.11, speaking of, excuse me, not being ignorant of Satan's devices. You know, we realize, you know, as believers, as I was saying, that the devil uses different devices with us than he would use with the world. Amen. He works in the things in our life that we don't think are big things. He works on the small things in our life. Speaking on yielding this morning, keep that in your mind. James 5.16 states, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yielding to God means taking every word, a sincere confession 
Amen. An honest confession one to another. And it can be, if, it can be very difficult to confess, confess a mistake to someone. But when you start to sh shutting those things out, pride can actually set in and it can cause us to get into a worse state and get farther away from God. So that small thing has now turned into a great hindrance. And now the enemy, because that pride has set in, the enemy has an inlet. And that's how the enemy works to get into the life of a believer. You know, the only, like I said, the only person I have in mind on teaching this is me. I just, the Lord was dealing with me on this. And he wants us to yield all, everything, even the small things, our vices, our habits. This commentary that I was reading it, <clears throat> on that scripture, despise not the day of small things. It says, many of God's choice workers, he uses a powerful season of small things. These days are not a mistake, nor are they punishment. They are days of priceless shaping and preparation. They are not days to despise. When Satan tempts us to despise the day of small things, he shines as an outstanding liar. Because Satan does not de despise the day of small things. Satan fears the day of small things. In our lives, because he sees what great things God does in them and through them and brings out of them. Hallelujah. And on the other side of that, some of the big, biggest hindrances in our daily walk with the Lord is that we let those small things, you know, creep into our hearts. And then we become almost ignorant as what the scripture says, ignorant of Satan's devices, because we allow he, we allow just a small portion of ourselves to the enemy. Amen. We're reading back into Ruth. I opened up with Ruth and it's a familiar reading, but I, I just want to cover this. You know, it's a Sunday school topic. Amen. Uh, I want to open up and um, in verse one of chapter one of Ruth. It says, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephraites of Bethlehem, Judah. <clears throat> and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the woman of Moab, and the name of the one was Orpha, and the name of the other was Ruth. Ruth, and they dwelled there about 10 years. And Malon and Chilion died, also both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her two husbands. We read of a time now where it says that the judges were ruling Israel. And this was a, this was a time, a period characterized by the, phase, uh, the phrase that everyone did what was right in their own sight, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't tell us much about Naomi's husband or her two sons other than that they left the land of promise and that they died. You know, and like I said, it's a, it's a familiar story, but I really want to focus in on Ruth's willingness to yield. In Ruth 1, verses 6 through 9, And she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. And she went forth out of the place where she was, her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return to each of her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. And they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return unto thee. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there any yet more sons in my womb? We read this earlier. 
And as they, uh, verse 14, as they lifted up their voice, they wept again, and Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. Notice that all of, all of them were dealing with grief and tragedy of, of, of a circumstance at this time. All of them lost their husbands. Naomi lost her husband, and then, you know, 10 years later, she lost her two sons. And felt as if the, land, the, the hand of the Lord had actually gone, gone out against her, it says. But the Lord has a way of using our circumstances to bring us back to him, right? I was reading another commentary. Naomi wasn't bitter against God. She was returning back to her land of promise. Sometimes when we seek the leadership of the Lord, he will take things from us so that we can get back to the land of promise, right? There, there are a few different directions I, I can go here, but I want to focus here on verses 14 through 18, where, where there was Ruth, Ruth and Orpha, and there was these two, and they had their mother-in-law, and they both had a desire in their hearts to stay with their mother-in-law. <clears throat> Looking at the, the spiritual standpoint here, right? They both had that desire. Sometimes we have the Christian feeling in our hearts, right? We have a genuine love for the Lord. We have a genuine love for his word, but the Lord is looking at what you're going to do with those desires, right? He's looking at a true willingness to yield yourself to the Lord Jesus, a true willingness to yield. Your God will be my God is what she said. Obviously, Ruth had seen that Naomi had lived her life to God and decided to forsake her God. She forsook her lands and yielded to the true God. The, com the, uh, the commentator makes a statement here that I love, not to glorify ourselves, but sometimes your trust in God and turning towards him in tough times, yielding to him no matter your situation, will often be the thing that draws others to the Lord. Wow. <laughs> Let that be our lives this morning. Amen. I'm just running out of time, so let me just... Um... You know, uh, shows that even that Naomi had the the had been a believer the entirety of her time in Moab, ten plus years, but Ruth in that time had never made any kind of allegiance to her God, the God of Israel. But yet, as soon as Naomi stood and said, "I'm going back to the God of Israel," I'll put my fate in His hands. Finally, she came to a place of total yielding. Right. And Spurgeon picks this up and says, if you think that you'll persuade your friends, maybe this is for the young people, maybe it's for the old people, and maybe it's for all of us, but maybe if you think that you'll persuade your friends or relatives to Jesus by your compromise, you are mistaken. Amen. Perhaps you are sincere, but you are still mistaken. Only a bold stand for Jesus will really do it. Hallelujah. You will never win any soul to the right by compromise with the wrong. It is a decision for Christ and his truth that has the greatest power in the family and the greatest power in the world. Amen. I just want this, this simple study to, to just pull on our heartstrings this morning. And I want to be able to, to look at the circumstances in our lives and be able to look at what Ruth had and what her sister-in-law had. They both had a desire in their hearts to be with the mother-in-law. They both had a desire in their hearts 
to let's just look at a spiritual. We both have a desire in our hearts to serve the Lord. We have these things in our hearts that we have desires. We come to church. We try to do the right things. But the Lord is looking for us to yield completely in all those situations. He's looking for a total surrender so that he can lead every aspect of our lives. He doesn't want just a Christian feeling in our lives. He doesn't want just a, just a confession. He wants a confession and a move forward. Amen. He wants us to, to, to master the small things in our life through yielding to him. I pray that we can just seek, be quick to seek forgiveness and always make it right to be accountable for what we do and to deal with, and this is a tough thing, but to deal with the uncomfortable things in our life, the small things that hinder our walk with the Lord. Brother Benham speaks on, uh, you know, hearing, recognizing, and acting upon the word. You, you hear the word, Amen. We sit in church and we hear the word as we grow up and, and we recognize that this is the truth, that we recognize that this is, this is the hour that we're living in. But now it's our duty to act upon it. Hallelujah. If we leave today, I just want us to all just be able to start praying that prayer. Lord, help me to yield. And it's got to go further than just a desire in your hearts. It takes acting upon the word. Who, who's... Which of the daughter-in-laws will you choose to be this morning? Will you choose to be Ruth, who, who, the one on who the Redeemer chooses? Or will you choose to be the one who stays in Moab? Amen. Brother Benham says, you know, God create, and this is recognizing your day and its message, God create within me a revival. Let me be the revival. Let each one of us be the revival. Make me, Lord, to hunger. Make me to thirst. Create in me, Lord, what is needed in me. Wow, let me from this hour on be thine, more consecrated, a better servant, more blessed of you, more able, more humble, more kind, more willing to work, more looking to the things that are positive and forgetting the things that are in the past, the negatives. Let me press toward the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. Create in me, he says, create in me, Lord, what is needed in me. What a statement. I pray that prayer this morning as we just can stand to our feet, stand to our feet this morning. Create within me, Lord, what is needed in me. A, a willingness to yield and more looking on the things that are, are positive and, and allowing the small things to come to the surface and being able to, to recognize and act upon the word of God. Amen. Let's just bow our hearts this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just so are so grateful and thankful for the word, Lord Jesus. We thank you for, Lord, just how you work in our lives. And Father, we just dedicate now this word unto you, Father. We pray that you would go into the, Lord, the nook and crannies of our heart, Father God, and bring everything that, Lord, those hindrances, those small things, Father God, bring them to full fruition, Lord Jesus. And let not just have a desire in our hearts to serve you, but Lord God, help us just to act upon the desire and to move forward in it, Lord Jesus, we pray. Father, we thank you. We dedicate, Lord, the people unto you. We pray over the, the service, Lord Jesus, and we pray that your anointing would feel so welcome here this morning, Father. Lord, we just approach your, your throne this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you, saints.